Well, I would say I was I wasn't forced into stick at all. I passed with that word. <laughs> I'm sure my semen did not pass the APS can I did. Yes, no, definitely do something to make you real impact. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you're so <laughs> point. <laughs> Welcome to Kotkan Pod from Kotkan Nigeria the Dev, where we bring you tech news, reviews, and interviews from software development, beginners, and experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Kotkan Podcast. This is Tim Topic here, your host on this podcast, and I have Karen here. Um, a little bit about Karen. Karen is a front-end developer based in Kwara State, Nigeria, and she has an aspiration to be a full-stack developer. And according to her, she builds aesthetically pleasing, functional, and detailed-oriented web products. Uh, that's some amazing thing that she does. And she's into open source. And today we are going to be talking about how to get started into open source. Uh, hi, Karen. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Tokme. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I see that you have done a lot of stuff on from your profile. Like, on my, it's 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 a it's a really uh, good profile. So, um, I'm wondering about uh, what you have on your Twitter account. So a lot of people know you are sister Gloria, the developer. Oh my God. <laughs> Is there a backstory to that name? <laughs> Thank you. That question is so funny. Thank you so much for asking me. That name actually, it actually came, it was quite random. It's not like it was planned, but I guess <laughs> this, I can, I can say that this is the backstory. So what actually happened was that i have a youtube channel and i make videos related to web development lifestyle just everything that i'm learning even though i've not been so active there over the past few months just because life has been happening but anyway some months ago i made a video on um why developers need to protect their eyes given that we stare at our laptop screens for a lot of time during the day so while talking in the video i mentioned themes you know developers we have a number of themes you can choose on visual studio so one of my favorite themes is not actually a dark theme but i got introduced to it by another great female developer so that theme is called science wave and science wave has this glow there's this glow effect you can enable while using the theme so while while explaining i was now like i was just talking about the glow i just love the glow of that particular team so i was not saying okay. stuff like i want the glow i love the glow <laughs> and somehow when i posted the video on twitter for people to go and watch people just started calling me as sister glory i really love glow and i just i don't know it just kind of made it like glow 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 sister gloria and i just sent my twitter username to sister gloria developer and that's kind of stuck with me for a while and i really love I love that name. It's very unique. I don't think there's other any other sister Gloria on the entire Twitter. So that's basically how the name came into be anyway. Okay, uh, and that's wonderful because uh, sister Gloria is kind of unique. You know, a lot of people uh, call themselves different and like code bug, code wig, code uh, this one. <laughs> oh my God! I've seen things on Twitter and different names. Be like, 
what what is this even today today is so crazy honestly a lot of very weird very weird names code god code devil ah why purple <laughs> i know happiness that gloria kind of uh, stands out and i really like it okay so yes. let's get to know about you who is karen and i don't know how to pronounce this your name okay i'll help you don't don't, don't massacre it let me tell you how it's pronounced because <laughs> <laughs> i i've heard oh my gosh i've heard people call me different things i think my son name is actually quite easy to pronounce anyway i'm karen eferenia eferenia yes that's how it's pronounced okay so i'm from delta states nigeria and it's very difficult for many people to believe because I speak pretty good Yoruba. So when I tell them I'm from Delta, they're like, are you serious? Delta states and you speak Yoruba so fluently. That's because my mom is Yoruba. It's my dad that's from Delta state. But okay. as usual, you claim your father's, <laughs> your father's state. So I'm Delta. I'm Delta. Yeah, Delta. Uh, yes, I'm Delta Yoruba. My dad uh, is Delta. My mom is Yoruba. Delta of mm, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sure I'm Delta Yoruba. <laughs> so that that's where i come from then what else about me i i've always loved to code i've always loved to code and well not maybe not always loved to code but i've always loved computers for a long time since i've been very little my dad used to run the computer school back when we were staying in um new busa niger states or kanji where the kanji dam is if you know kanji kanji dam so my parents lived in Kanji for 30 years plus yeah. before we moved to Kwara State. So while we were there, my dad used to run a computer school. There were these nurses in the um, in the hospital that used to come to learn how to use computers. So I've always loved using computers. Ever since I've been very little, I've known how to use computers. But I really got interested in coding when I went to my brother's place some years ago. My brother is a senior developer. And what I noticed was anytime I went to his place, he would always be in front of his laptop. And sometimes he would just be laughing to himself. Exactly. He would be smiling to himself. Sometimes he would be talking and I'll be wondering, is this guy okay? Like, what's wrong with him? Why is he laughing? Sometimes I would stare at the screen and I'm just seeing gibberish. Like, I don't understand anything that is on the screen. So I'm wondering, what's, what's funny? What's making you laugh? But now I know better, Sha, because me too, I laugh at my screen a lot of times. <laughs> so <laughs> I understand what I, I now understand what used to be so funny to him. So I started coding officially yeah. during my um, IT, which was around last year, May. In, in, in universities, so that, that's like if you that's about a year and some months ago. Okay. Because in Nigerian universities, especially if you study computer science and other um, science-related courses, you're supposed to go on a mandatory three to six months of industrial training. So that was when I started coding actively. Although during that time, I had a lot of issues with my personal okay. computer. So, so I didn't really up, learn much. You picked up coding. Yes. Then. Then. But due to the issues I had with my system, even during that time, I didn't... I didn't see myself as really learning much. So I like to say that I started learning how to code actively January of this year. 
that's when I started learning how to code very, very actively. And since then, I've been very consistent with it. So that's that's the little about me. All right. So um, uh, when uh, so because the topic is more about open source, I'd like to know what is open source in itself, and how did you get started into open source? Well, at the very broad level, open source simply means that a group of um, talented developers. Well, I think that for open source, passion is way more important than talent. Because if it were just, if open source was just limited to talent, then we wouldn't have people like me being in open source. Because to be honest, I'm not particularly that talented. But anyway. Anyway, open source is really about bringing people who are passionate about helping others, right? right the tech community right. is growing very fast and because developers want to create products, web products that help other people. So open source is all about, okay, there's this, this problem. Most open source projects either start out as a problem that um, is becoming a trend yeah in the in the community there's there's this problem that we are trying to solve so many open source projects start out as let's find a solution to this problem other open source projects start out start out as somebody has this awesome idea oh i think if we can build this it might be really nice many people might gain from it you get so open yeah. source usually starts out either as trying to solve a problem or just having an idea but basically it means that this talented group of people come together and they write code, you know, that becomes a product. But what makes it actually open source is the fact that this code that is used to create this product is free. It's Anybody it's can go online and see. Exactly. Everybody can see, oh, this and this and this is what makes up Linux, this operating system that I use on my computer. You get oh, this yeah. and this and this is what makes up hyper which is the terminal that i my most preferred terminal so that's what makes it really open source because usually before people can write code code that results in amazing software like um like linux that code must be pretty good so for those developers to decide to make that code free for anybody to be able to see even use snippets of the code that's really amazing and that is what yeah. open source is really all about so sharing let's just help each other the code is available for you to share you can collaborate learn from it that's that's just really open source in the and then also contribute in, uh, to the source exactly well. and also contribute because like i said when if open source starts out as trying to find a solution to a problem then if you also have that problem during the process of developing the open source software you might be able to um give ideas for new features okay because i also usually have this problem how about we add this new feature to it how about we also do this to it and because it's open source nobody's going to tell you oh, no, no no your idea is so useless we don't want to hear it no everybody's open to listen to you okay this looks nice it can make the um idea the product even better and that's what makes open source really so much fun oh that's great um so uh, because now we are Talking about open source and people getting uh, to contribute into a piece of code. So I'm thinking, uh, do I have to learn some technologies to actually uh, contribute to open source, to actually do open source? 
yeah that that's a very good question to ask because many people many people that have gotten to know about open source they are usually really scared to get involved mm-hmm. because they feel like i said initially many people feel like oh i'm not yeah. talented i'm not really particularly good in javascript so can i find a project to contribute to like i said initially i believe i've seen it as true in my case that being passionate is much more important than being talented being talented is equally important but for you to be a successful successful in quotes open source contributor then you need to be really passionate about the project you're contributing to okay so as far as knowing um a technology goes i think there are so many things involved as with every other project there are some open source projects that are more um techy that are more technology yeah that are more techy yeah that's a good word that are more techy than than some other ones so okay. it all depends since we are trying to um encourage new people like new contributors to go into open source then choosing or finding the right open source project to start with i think is really important if, for example, you, you say you want to start contributing to an open source project like React or Linux, I don't think that makes sense. You you will get frustrated before you even make a successful PR. So that wouldn't make sense for a new a new B, you know. <laughs> so it's not going yeah, to make sense for a new person the, to say, oh, I... I especially when you look at the issues, um, when they, and you, you look at the issues, already sometimes you don't even know what they are talking about like what the hell you you won't even get it like you you'll be so scared like what is this are you sure these people that solve these issues are they normal human beings do they have heads like my own because i don't even understand you keep your eyes will just keep reading the same line over and over and you you won't get what they are saying so that's i think that for somebody to be successful in the open source world then you must know where to start with open source so about technologies for all open source projects actually there are always different areas that you can start contributing i believe that documentation is one of the easiest ways to start contributing as long as you can read english and you can speak like you can um communicate in english you can write something down in english for other people to understand then documentation might be a great way to get started you don't need to know any programming language to start making um documentation contributions that's a very good place to start but as far as as far as web technologies go i think is also it might also be quite important to have a good grasp of whatever programming language you use maybe javascript maybe python if you want to contribute to the more technical open source projects okay um okay that's a good one also um because you you also said that you, uh, for beginners you can just contribute to documentations and as you add more skills you'll be picking up uh open source projects that is relative to your skill and contribute to them also um i want to know yeah. if it is only people that are into tech are they the only ones that can contribute to open source that's another good question no not just not only people who are into tech can contribute to open source projects anybody basically can contribute to open source but when i mean anybody for you to be able to contribute to open source given that most open source projects these days they use versioning systems like um git you know like github 
then you still need a a pretty comfortable knowledge of how to use these um softwares how to use a computer very well how to use git and github how to use an editor even if you'll be doing documentation kind of contributions you still need to know how to use an editor so um i'm saying that alternatively that means that um uh when learning all these tools like git like using versioning systems like git and maybe uh, you're learning how to use a code editor you're already into tech right hmm. yeah <laughs> okay um okay so um another question um how do you find something to contribute to so where do you go to would you go to github and start looking for projects you know that can be overwhelming right so where is there a place that one can find or is there a way one can search github to find exactly a project that one can contribute to uh yeah even if you even if you just go online and you're looking for um open source projects I can contribute to as a beginner even if you just type that into google with keywords like um open source projects that's a keyword contribute to that and that keyword beginner another keyword so those three keywords are very important open source projects that you can contribute to as a beginner and there will be a list of really good um options that will come up but i think that much more than just searching online it's usually better if you have or if you know somebody who has started to contribute to open source and can guide you through into you know telling you about the um, projects that they contribute to and how you can get started for example i myself before i started contributing to open source i didn't really know much i didn't even know that there was something i didn't even know that there was such thing as open source maybe i just heard it like just someone just says it and just passes my ear but i didn't really know that much about open source but a friend of mine roots i think she had been involved in open source she knew about it and she was really passionate once she did it to a certain level and she saw how much um beginners could you know could benefit if they started contributing to open source then she started a kind of movement i like to call it a movement she started a movement to bring more and more people into open source and it was through her efforts that I also got to know about this so-called thing called open source. It was one of the projects she was contributing to, which is called Meshery, that I started contributing to as well. And I think for me, I was really lucky as per choosing a first, because Meshery was my first major open source project I contributed to. I'd be contributing some other ones like first time contributions, but that one just have to add that one is those other first time contributions is just basically to teach you the general workflow of contributing to open source. So they will ask you to clone a repo, um add your name to a certain list, how to make a commit, then push the repo, then make a pull request. But Meshri was my first that was the first um layer five, which Meshri is a is a project under was the first organization that i actually contributed to actively and it was really fun which was all thanks to roots so i would say if you go on a place like twitter 
and you search for terms and you put in open source then there will be a number of very good lists that you can read through and because these lists are associated with somebody so you can either send the person a dm you know to kind of ask oh i see that you you are active in this um idea in this area of open source so i want to start contributing to it do you have any advice for me if you go in that route having a person who is helping you then might be way easier to break into open source than just trying to figure out things by yourself you know so that's that's my that's my candid advice and speaking of which on on mercury we have a number of um we have a number of issues that we need contributors for and let me tell you a little bit about mercury so mercury is an open source service management plane you might not understand what that means even myself i don't really understand what it means but anyhow i've made a number of very good pull requests on mercury even even though i don't really understand what the project is about i haven't been able to set up because my systems require uh, my systems specifications are not they're not good enough to to install the necessary stuff needed for mercury so i've not even started using mercury as a project but i've been contributing to documentation so going that i want to take us back to the idea of being passionate there's always something for you to do you don't have to know how to use the software like that okay you get but as long as you're passionate okay what can i do is it is it is it documentation i can contribute to i want to do that is there something you need certain help with design oh i want to do that so it's all about passion it's all about wanting to do something even if there aren't issues that fit your skill set if the maintenance of the project feel that oh they're really passionate about this stuff then they might be willing to help you create issues for you sometimes they might even tell you this is what you need to write in order to solve this particular issue okay. you get this might be watching this this piece of code maybe this 10 15 lines of code is what you need to solve this issue and you can just copy the code and paste it there just because they want you to have a feel of contributing to open source so that's that's basically my own honest opinion find somebody twitter is a good place just putting open source as a search term on twitter there'll be a lot of tweets that come up to that regard so find somebody who wrote the tweets connect them via twitter dms or whatever you'll be able to find somebody who can who can help you all right um so uh if i get also get what you said in between what you said and you also mentioned that layer five ministry so i'm thinking that that's the biggest yeah um project you have contributed to right well that's not the biggest to be fair because okay. i don't know it all depends on what we mean by <laughs> it depends on the definition of biggest you know uh, it depends on what you define as biggest okay so, so is there something so, you have in mind by saying the biggest, well, biggest or do you mean the most prominent or the, yeah the biggest i mean that um the most popular project you have contributed to okay so if if that is what you mean well mercury is actually a quite popular project but in terms of more popular projects i've been very fortunate well when i say fortunate but i've been privileged to contribute to projects like mozilla like oh. mozilla i've contributed to to one of the mozilla projects going on currently i've contributed to public lab Oh my God. I've contributed to login radios during the period of um, October 1st that just ended. 
my contribution included writing an article that was published on their blog so those are some of my more you know some of the more popular projects that i'm so happy that even though it seems this project that i'm mentioning with specific reference to mozilla and public lab they are the kinds of projects that even the source code by itself is is frustrating enough <laughs> can be intimidating enough yeah. like <laughs> no really because a project like public club they use um what's this thing called they use ruby oh they use ruby and ruby has this ruby has this syntax that looks like um ejs uh -huh, ejs that the syntax is just really weird coming from a javascript background like it took me time to understand the syntax looks something like you have an opening um angle bracket then you have equal to sign and you have under equal to sign closing angle bracket then the expression comes in between i'm like what is this like i don't understand how how the whole stuff works but luckily Sha, okay um, i've been able to make contributions i'm really happy and proud of myself because it's not easy but there have been other more minor to be honest i don't think that there's any open source projects that you can classify as minor because just the courage it takes to reach out to somebody to reach out to an open source project maintainer and say okay this is who i am i don't really have that much experience but i want to contribute to this project just the courage it takes to do that i think the person should be given a pat on the back so i don't think any project is small to be said oh this is a small open source project no as long as the project is um created to help other people as long as the project you know solves some kind of human problems and i think is, is a big project so generally i i classify all open source projects as big projects okay so um so let me let me give you uh so the next question will be so are there any benefits of being an open source contributor like are they paying you people dollars in the backyard are you people are not telling us <laughs> <laughs> i wish oh, i wish they were paying i wish they were paying i wish they were paying dollars but i i don't i don't think so and i don't think that wanting to get paid for contributing to open source projects should be i don't think wanting to get paid should be the motivation for wanting to contribute true there are some um there are some organizations that pay you to contribute to open source projects for a certain period of time okay. and one of them is outreachy so outreachy uh -huh. so outreachy is an organization that that aims to bridge the the gap that aims to bring more beginners into open source so they schedule okay. this three months long internship which is an open source internship which means that throughout the entire duration of the three months expected to have picked an open source project the way our future actually works is you fill out an initial application so in the course of the application you get to fill out to write out essays explaining why how you are underrepresented you know why you want to go into open source and stuff like that and if your initial application gets accepted then you go into what is called the contribution phase so for the period of um one month or less then once your initial application gets accepted then you get you are able to view different projects based on the languages that you need to know to contribute to them so you can decide to choose one or more projects and contribute to them for that period of one month 
so after the period of one month is over then they, they will take another close to another one month for for the maintenance of that project to determine which of the um which of the aspiring interns that has contributed over the last one month that they want to pick as being actual interns for the period of the three months so if you are lucky enough to be picked then you start contributing uh, another question would be that what uh, what are the biggest challenges you have faced at an open source contribution? I know you've mentioned that sometimes you want to contribute but because you don't quite understand the project based on that they use languages that we want to know. So uh, what are the other challenges that you have faced in an open source contribution? Another another big challenge in in contributing to open source will be the fact that some of these open source projects, the maintainers of the projects, they live in an area with a different time zone than ours. So, for example, when it's daytime, oh. yes. So when some, for example, when it's daytime over here in Nigeria, and you maybe maybe you are working on a particular issue and you ask a question, and for hours and hours you expect the maintainer to give you a reply. And he doesn't so you start getting you know you start feeling like uh am i doing something wrong anxious. how you, you get you start getting anxious why isn't the maintainer responding to me what is happening and you might not just know that the person is in another different maybe when is um afternoon in your area it might be midnight over there so the person's actually probably sleeping it's so by the time you exactly <laughs> by the time it becomes night over here and you are asleep and that's when the person is awake so it's usually not there's usually no synchronization synchronization between both of you and that can be a challenge usually if you don't if you are not able to figure out quite early that okay this is what is happening it's not like he's ignoring my messages or she's ignoring my messages intentionally that's a very big challenge another challenge that i have faced or that i think um, another thing that has that can happen in open source and that I have faced is if you are contributing to an open source project with a lot of contributors, like if that particular project has a lot, like so many people are trying to contribute to that project. So in a situation like that, it might be really hard to get quality issues to tackle because everybody's on the lookout for okay. a new issue. So once a new issue drops, everybody is, is in the comment section of that issue. oh please i want to tackle this oh please i want to tackle this oh can i can i take this oh can i start with, you know and it can be really frustrating like oh i've been here since i've not found an issue to solve so that is why i usually recommend that except it is absolutely necessary except maybe in a situation like outreach except it is that project that you chose i would say find projects that have a little less number of contributors projects that are not that um what is the word now projects that competition is not that not, high uh, not... yeah yeah exactly yeah. projects that are not that competitive especially if you are starting out because if you go to those projects that are competitive you just just get depressed you get downhearted like why is it because i'm i'm nigerian is that why they believe that i cannot do this and it's really not about you it's just because there's a lot there are lots of people and I figured out that I think I don't know I don't know why, but I think for some very weird reason, sometimes you might drop a message under a particular issue, and 
the maintainer of the project doesn't seem to get the message like he might not receive the message until some two three days that happened to me there was an issue i wanted to start full and i commented on that issue and for about three days nobody responded to me and i was wondering like what's happening so it's after three days that the maintainer now reached out to me that he's really sorry he didn't even see he didn't see my message on time so i don't know maybe it was network i don't know i really can't figure out what the problem was another challenge is that you need to well i think everybody including me we all need to remember that open source maintainers especially when the uh, maintainers are not the project is not really theirs they're just helping to maintain it let, let me explain what i mean yes in some in some situations open source projects might be that some of the maintainers are actually also the creators of the project okay that is one that is one thing that could happen but in other in other um at other times or in other projects the open source maintainers are just are just helping out all they do is maintain that project they might not really be that related you know to the you you, you get what i mean here <laughs> you get what i yeah, mean I get what so so in situations like that so we are, need to, rem- to maintain to make just to maintain and people like that they might have some other jobs that they do day to day so um open yeah. source maintenance is just a side something they do on the side it's not like that's focus that's their because main focus exactly so in situations like that it is important to remember that these people also have jobs they do they also have family members they have to take care of so you don't expect them to always be online 24 7 like they didn't come to the world because of you so they also have things they need to they need to sort out in their lives so having that at the back of someone someone's mind might make it easier for you not to get easily um discouraged if nobody responds to you for a while or it seems like every other person is getting responses but not to you just remembering that oh they might also have something else that they might also have something else that they are doing you know that might help then lastly i would want to say that as much as open source is great as much as it's good right as much as there are so many benefits because there are actually a lot of benefits from open source um i've had friends that because of because um people saw their their love for open source one of my friends is 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 roots like i said because of her active contribution to open source she was nominated as a github star which is really amazing she's the first female to ever become a github star in nigeria which is really really good so one benefit of open source might be it gives you exposure once people start getting to know you if you are invited to have live streams on on um on the channels of popular open source open sourcers, it, it gives you exposure so people get to know you and that benefit might be that you get to speak at other conferences which is good and that benefit is you might even get a job from your contributions to open source but my point is as good and as amazing as open source is as wonderful as the benefits are that come from open source you have to remember that no matter even sometimes even despite your best tries even despite your best efforts you, you need to realize that sometimes you just might not be the best person for an open source role it's just like getting a job normally 
no matter how good you might be yeah. just might not be the best fit for that company at that particular time so i've i've, I've learned and i'm still learning that sometimes if you are rejected or if your contribution is not accepted rather than taking it personal you know and hating just 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 give a red start to that project and like this project is condemned no 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 you shouldn't do that she just realized that sometimes the projects might just not be for you so if you happen to um be in that kind of project and i'll just say if you figure out that the project is not for you either because you don't like the way the project is run either because you don't think that they are being transparent whatever reason it might be if you feel that the project is not for you just leave there are thousands of other open source projects that you can contribute to no matter how great the benefits of open source are which includes for example if you are contributing actively to open source which which was the case uh which was the case um for roots and other open source contributors see your potential like they see the passion in you to bring others into open source then they might invite you to to give them live streams you might be invited to give talks at other places which can really you, you know it can really benefit your exposure your yeah. profile it can boost your profile your exposure people get to know you which is which is really amazing right yeah and sometimes you might even get a job opportunity because of your contribution to open source but as amazing as these benefits are i think that every open source contributor needs to realize that no matter how how much effort you put into contributing to a project you need to realize that at one time or another you would figure out that okay this project is just not just not the best fit for me at this point in time okay it might be because you feel that oh they're not being really transparent maybe i'm just saying these are very rare very rare cases but i think it's something important to put out there you need to realize that you might get to understand that this project is just not it's just not the best for me so if that happens rather than than condemn the project in your mind say okay i'm going to i'm going to give this project a red star this project is condemned it's bad it's terrible no no no. instead of doing that i'll just say look for another project to contribute to it's that simple there are hundreds thousands of other projects out there actively looking for people to contribute to them so contribute to it and most importantly contribute to a project you are passionate about because if you just contribute for contributing sake and you make your first contribution you will not make another one that's it forever and ever you're you are done <laughs> yes if you if, if for example you contribute to a project that you don't use or you just don't like the community you know there are some projects that even if you don't use them like that you love the community one such project is meshry like i said i haven't really used the meshry software like that because oh, my yeah. systems specifications are not high enough but oh, i yeah, love the community because, I'm of the I, because of the community i love the community they are very active on slack they do some very nice i just really love the way the community works so i'm passionate about that community so that has helped me to make several pull requests because i'm passionate about it so if you join a community that you're not passionate about or you contribute to a project that you're not passionate about just contributing for contributing sake then you easily get tired of it and after one or two contributions you don't do it any longer which is not the which is not the goal the goal is to to continue to actively consistently contribute to open source projects so 
that's all I can think about right now. Uh, thank you very much for sharing <laughs> your experience with us on this podcast. Yeah, it's been wonderful having you on this podcast. So if we can, uh, if we want to reach you now uh, on your social media, uh, for example, on your Twitter, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Eferenia K. Okay, at Eferenia K. Yes, okay. yes, at Eferenia K. Or you can as well just search Sister Gloria the Developer. Don't leave me in town. Just me. Just just single me. No other person. Oh you you search that. Mentioned that you have a YouTube channel. So uh, yes. if you want to reach you on your YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Go and subscribe to my channel. I'll become active very, very soon. The real reason why I haven't been active on YouTube, let me just say it. Maybe I'll find somebody who will help <laughs> who will help my situation is that. It's, it's a little bit hard to get some alone time to record because I still live with my parents. So, you know now, it's, it's not easy to tell everybody, oh, please keep quiet for the next 20 minutes. I want to record a video. It's I, know, not easy. I, I know how it feels like. It is, it's not easy. It's very hard. Sometimes, even if I say it and they said, okay, no problem, we'll keep quiet, somebody will start talking again. haven't forgotten that. This is what I said. So, it's really difficult to find time to create content. But very soon that is going to change so do go and subscribe to my youtube channel i also have a portfolio website and let's call it yeah, a portfolio what, website because it has the, my projects what your portfolio um website like you call it what's it's, the url it's karen k-a-r-e-n f-a-e-f-e dot netlify n-e-t-l-i-f-y dot app i'm dot going app. to upgrade to dot com very soon don't worry <laughs> but for <laughs> now we are still on definitely find that app so if you are able to go to my um my portfolio website yeah also on your what's your yes. github url my github url is just github.com slash karen okay okay so uh, you can also send me a mail i reply to mails a lot i i love getting emails a lot so just send me a mail my email is k-i-m-s-y-e-f-e at gmail.com which is kim c-a-f-e kim c-a-f-e at gmail.com <laughs> at gmail.com so do feel free to send me a mail if you if you want to if you have a job for me please send me a mail i'm looking for i'm looking for work <laughs> or if you just want to say hello please send me a mail i always reply to my emails <laughs> All right, thank you very much for coming to thank you so much, Tayo, for inviting me and sharing your experience with a lot of by the way. I forgot to to mention Code Clan Nigeria. How could you have forgotten? (laughs) (laughs) We absolutely forgot to mention Code Clan. So, for everybody listening, Code Clan is a community of developers, designers, open sourcers, since that's what we're talking about here. But just basically a tight-knit family that's the idea of the clan where a clan you know how yeah. how a clan is it's supposed to be small and not small small but compact like we relate very well with each other so come join us and like i said i started coding actively january this year which was all thanks to code clan nigeria and Tayo, the host of this amazing podcast, is the CEO of Code Clan Nigeria. So <laughs> do, do well to join our community. We'll be so excited to have you around. So if you want to reach out to him, he's Timmy Ajiboye. Timmy Ajiboye on 
Twitter tell uh, me stop following me. Actually, <laughs> so uh, yeah. for okay. the guests, they, they will get the you get the links or every links on the description of this podcast, and you can always follow the link to contact Sister Gloria, the developer, for any questions on open source that you have, whatever. So that will be the end of this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining this episode of our podcast. This podcast is proudly powered by the Kotlin Nigeria community. You can join us on Twitter at Kotlin Nigeria. Join our Telegram group at t.me or slash Kotlin Nigeria. If you want to learn how to code, you can join our mentorship platform at www.kotlinnigeria.dev. See you in the next episode. Bye.